When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, with Tony Marinero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3, Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire, back to Lafleur. The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> there is a ball. Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est la victoire des Canadiens. You found the dogs, John. You found the dogs. He found the dogs. And all together, they worked a young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground, your premier gaming destination. It's going to be sick. Matt O'Han with you on this Friday evening. Welcome to the Sick Podcast. Uh, let's get the business out of the way. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Energy Transportation Group is a leading full-service logistics provider serving all of North America, driven to be different. We're also brought to you by Playground. Playground has over 600 machines, poker tournaments, and Playground casino games. Daily promotions and unmatched customer service. Why go anywhere else? Located just over the Mercier Bridge, only minutes away from downtown Montreal. And of course, by La Beta TB Beer, brewed in Quebec and a winner of a dozen international awards, La Beta TB offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La Beta TB, embrace your true nature. All right. Um, just need to get something out of the way. I feel like it's necessary given everything that's going on in the world uh, and that my I do call myself the Hebrew Hammer. Um, whatever's going on in the Middle East, it's, uh, it's horrible what's happening over there. I have, I have a lot of friends over in Israel. It's, it's terrible. It's, ha- it's terrible what's happening to the Palestinian people in Gaza. Just um, I'm, I'm going to keep it out of this. I just felt like I had to say something. Uh, everyone who I know there is fine, thankfully. So, uh, very thankful for that. Shout out to Barack and his family, uh, hoping for the best for you. Um, all right. Now that that's out of the way, uh, let's talk Habs because that was one of the best games I've ever watched from an entertainment standpoint on Wednesday. Uh, we got even, we got a banger tomorrow, which I never thought I would say, uh, at the beginning of last year, if the Habs were playing the Blackhawks, it's like, woo, tank for, uh, the number one overall pick again, round two this year. But, uh, Hey, 
this guy called uh, Connor Bernard is coming to town and he's had himself a pretty good start to his NHL career. So let's talk about all these things with one of my favorite Friday guests, Friday regulars, Mr. Charles Alexis Brisebois. How are we doing? I am doing great. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Um, happy the week is done. Been a crazy week. Uh, work, what's going on, but let's talk hockey. And let's start with what I thought was the big story from Wednesday, which was that was easily the best game we've seen from Uri Slavkovsky. Uh, I think we saw very much why he is he was the number one overall pick. Yeah, absolutely. And we we hoped for a progression. And uh, you know, remember, remember at the beginning of the season, no one wanted to to put numbers on his production. We knew that he we want more than 10 points, but you know, we we don't want to define 20, 30, 40, or 50 or whatever. We just want to see a progression. We want to see him be um be on his eyes, uh, be, be correct on the ice. So uh, we saw that on the second line uh, with Doc and Newhook. He formed uh, uh, a second line that was absolutely fantastic. He touched the puck a lot. He was in control. He was driving the net. So it, it was really, really interesting to to see the, the development of Uri Slavkovsky. Of course, it's only a game. We all know that. But if it's a trend, if it's going that way, if he's going to take a huge step this year, it's going to be incredible for the Canadians because they... They need that prime Uri Slavkovsky in a few years if they want to, to contend for Stanley Cup. So we're, we're always talking about adding talent and having a huge top six. And we know that Doc is going to be on that top six. We know that Caulfield is going to be on that top six. We know that Nick Suzuki is going to be there too. But in, if uh, Uri Slavkovsky keeps playing like that and you can add him to that top six and say, you know what, he's going to be a lock too, that's going to be a huge, huge for, uh, for the Montreal Canadiens, of course, this year. And it's kind of it's kind of crazy because with one problem being seemingly solved, I mean, again, you said it, it's one game. We can't overreact to one game. But uh, I, I think that was a fantastic game also from Kirby Doc. Obviously, Alex Newhook as well. Just that entire line, every time they were on the ice, just dominated yeah. play. Um, so that seems like it's going to be a line for a while. And a lot of people wanted to see Kirby Doc with um, with uh, Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield, who had themselves a pretty good game as well. Um, now the search kind of continues because that seems like that line they're gonna they know they have something there. Again, one game can't put too too much into it, but they prove they can play together and that they all complement each other very very well. So the the problem now is. What happens with that top line? Because as much as I like to root for the guy, I, I mean, he's a great, again, I'm sure he's great in the room. Everyone seems to love him. People in the media love him. Uh, fans love him. But it, it just seems like Josh Anderson is not that guy because, yes, he's working with Martin St. Louis. But, it, it again, just based off of one game, it feels like it's the same thing, which is you're going to get – you're going to get his engine every game, but you're only going to get production one every three or four games from Josh Anderson. 
Exactly. And I think Josh Anderson is there by default because of the injuries, the injury right now, which is Christian Dvorak. Because if you have Dvorak, I think there's no way that uh, Sean Monahan is stuck on that third line, which was obviously the worst one uh, on Wednesday. The, the line with Pearson and Gallagher, we, we can all agree that <laughs> it didn't produce anything. But yeah. if you can have that Sean Monahan on the first line, helping Nick Suzuki uh, as a second centerman and having that, that, that line with Caulfield and everything, it could be absolutely fantastic for the Canadians. But right now you cannot because you need to have a third center and you don't want to bring Alex Newhook because he's great on that second line. So you have all of those problems that are created by one injury, which reminds us at which point last year there was seven or eight injuries just for the forward. So of course there was a lot of... Uh, of the balance map, but you know, right now, um, with that one injury, you need to have Sean Monahan, and that's why you brought you bring him back. It's because you can play him on the first line, you can play him on the third line, you can play him everywhere. He's not gonna complain, he's gonna do his job and he's gonna bring value to the Canadians, he's gonna stabilize the, the, the center line. So I think he is the guy. Maybe when Christian Devorak comes back, we know that he is skating every day. He's not a few days away from a comeback, he's gonna maybe come back in a few weeks, but until then. Probably that Sean Monahan is going to be the, the third centerman, and at at what point the the the, the first line is going to need to to survive? Whether it's with Josh Anderson, whether if it's anybody else, maybe they will bring back Rafael Arvipinar at some point. Maybe someone from Laval is going to come back. So we have no idea what's going to be uh, in a few weeks. But as of now, I think by default you, you need to have Josh Anderson, who fits on paper because he, mm -hmm. he's big and he brings uh, speed on the ice, but. You know, other than that, the, the, the fit is not there when you look actually at the games. Yeah, he's he's just, he's a great player. It's like you said, he's more suited, frankly, on that, um, on that third line because mm -hmm. of the energy just he brings to the ice. But he just doesn't have the talent level, the high-end talent level to play with guys like uh, Suzuki and Caulfield, who are just so creative on the ice. And sometimes, you know, they become a little predictable uh, by that same token when I call them creative in that you kind of know what they're going to do. It's Suzuki's going to look for that shot at the hash mark or they're going to try to feed Cole Caulfield on his strong side. And whether it's whether it's a power play or not, that's what just what they try to do. And you need a third guy entered into that situation who can just bring something a little different because Josh Anderson is incredibly effective off the rush as he has been his entire career in Montreal. It's just once you get into your own zone, into the offensive zone, I don't want to say he's lost because he's not. He's a very capable NHL player. It's just he's not the right compliment for those guys. He's not going to be the guy who's going to go and fetch the puck. He's strong with the puck. He's not as mm -hmm. strong without it. So I don't know. It's yeah. very, very interesting, uh, interesting problem for the Canadians. Like maybe, maybe Raphael Harvey Pinard uh, can work out there. We saw it last year, but it's easy to work out when, uh, you know, the games don't matter all that much uh, and yeah. teams are kind of using you as a quote unquote rest game. And when, Yep. Frankly, half your lineup is from uh, the Laval Rocket. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I think at some point, 
the, the, the first line is going to need to to take an expression from Martin Saint-Louis, a guy who plays checkers and not chess, because that that's exactly what, uh, you know, Josh Anderson, he, he's playing chess, he, he's just going that way, and that's very simple. But if you bring, for example, Arvi Pinal, he's, he, he's a little bit a little bit more skilled and he can cut to the net. So he, he's not obviously the, the more skilled guy on the team, but he's a little bit more still than Josh Anderson. So maybe that could be the, the difference. But like I said, at some point, there's going to need there's going to be a need for a Sean Monahan to be on that first line the way it's it's drawn up like this because obviously Kirby Doc is at center to stay so you don't want to put him at the wing because you really want to 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 see him develop into a really really good centerman maybe it could be uh, uh, the first time until the end of the season, if it if it progresses well, we'll see. But you you need to give him the opportunity to prove that to the direction. So you need to have him at the second center line for now. To, uh, just every game, there's no change to that. You need to have Kirby Doc at center point. You know, it's funny you say that uh, about Kirby Doc because uh, when I was wa- I was watching the game with a bunch of my friends, and mm-hmm. they uh, one of them said during the game he goes. He said, this guy is going to be by December 1st. I think that's a little early, but by <laughs> December 1st, he said, he's going to be the first line center. It's just the way it was just so impressive to watch him with the puck in that game, specifically in the third period, just cycling around. Just I don't think we've ever seen a player on the Canadians with the confidence that he has, plus the ability that he has to just hold the puck, to just skate around a zone with the puck on his stick, knocking people off with one arm, keeping the puck Mm -hmm. with him. I don't think we've ever seen that from a centerman, uh, at least in our day, um, from the Canadians. So that was was really, really impressive to see. Like, I'm like, you know, there was a game last year where he broke out and I said to Stu Cowan last week, there's going to be another breakout for Kirby doc. He's going to take a big step and I'm just excited. Like I'm all in on the, on the Kirby doc uh, bandwagon because now, now we saw why he was a third overall pick much like we saw mm-hmm. why Slavkovsky was a first overall. Absolutely. And you know, I was in the exact same situation Wednesday. I was at, <laughs> at some friends and one of them kept saying, ce gars-là, c'est mon premier sound. This guy is my first sentiment. So uh, I, I think that he is very, very improved from last year. He's not the fastest guy on the ice, but the, the way he protects the puck is really, really impressive. And Right now it works. I don't know if it's still going to be the same in uh, mm-hmm. 10, 15 or 20 games, but having Alex Newhook, which is very, who is very, very fast with him and Uri Slavkovsky, who took a big step, as we said at the beginning of the podcast, um, it, it creates a trio, which is very, very interesting right now. And they all kind of develop together. They're all very young still. So no, that's that's really, really encouraging for, uh, for, for the rest because even if the Habs didn't win that game, they played very, very good. The forwards were very excellent. So that that was a great first step for to to begin the season, of course. Yeah, and that was another surprise was just uh, you know how good Alex Newhook was. Like, of course, everyone knew he would be better than what he had shown in mm-hmm. uh, in in Colorado because he just wasn't getting the opportunity. There was too much in front of him, but 
man, he, he, he's a hell of a player, like really, really good. Just maybe it was all he needed was that change of scenery for a boost of confidence. Uh, you know, he had mm-hmm. to see that a team was committed to him and committed to his development. And man, it's like, you know, when the Canadians got him, everyone kind of, you know, I don't want to say crapped on uh, Kent Hughes, but there were a lot of people that had a lot of things to say about that trade and a lot of them Mm -hmm. weren't very nice. Um, But again, we saw why he was picked one pick after Cole Caulfield. He was fantastic. And the biggest thing that I saw, like I'm not a tactics expert uh, in, in hockey, but I saw a lot of people who I follow who are that say the big, the best thing that we saw from Alex Newhook was it was sure he scored two goals, but the way he plays is very, very conducive and sustainable to the NHL game. Absolutely, he is a modern NHL player, and I think he's going to need some some time. And I hope the two goal games. Uh, two goals game didn't uh, boost the expectations too much for him mm-hmm. because I think that the expectations are a little bit um, high for him because, you know, uh, I feel like a lot of people are saying, uh, you know, they, he's going to be the Kirby Doc of this year because we traded in the same conditions for a guy from the exact same draft 2019. And I don't think he's going to be as good as Kirby Doc because Kirby Doc is really different. But yeah. if he can develop into a really, really good player and be his own player, I think that's going to be very great for, for the Habs too. And you know, he is in a good environment, I think. Uh, he, he's, he's leaving Colorado, which didn't have the time to develop him. Now mm-hmm. Kent Hughes, his former agent, is, is picking him up, giving four years of contract and giving him to Martin Saint-Louis, who really, really takes the time to explain and to develop the young kids from this team so if he is placed in good conditions with saying hey you know what we don't need you to be that important centerman who's going to win us a stanley cup we just need you to be yourself and to develop into the hockey player that we know that you can be and it's okay if it's not in october and in november it can be next year or it can be a little bit longer so that that could be very beneficial for for alex newhook saying oh you know what the expectations are saying right now i have some times so so I, that could really help him become the, the 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 version that he can be and as you said he could be a very good 2023 nhl player yeah i i think um i i think a fair expectation for you know like he's he's the same age as Cole Caulfield he was drafted one pick after him not the same player as Cole Caulfield I I think a fair expectation for him getting the minutes he's going to get is about 20-25 goals Uh, obviously you know a lot of things like there's expectations on every player and not every player is going to meet expectations but I think that's pretty fair. You know, I th- I think he plays extremely well. He knows where to be. Uh, it seemed like just, I mean, how Martin St. Louis hasn't, it doesn't have his fingerprints all over uh, Alex Newhook yet. The way he has his fingerprints all over Kirby Doc and the way he has them over Cole Caulfield. It's, he's very fresh in this lineup and for him to get kind of an instant connection where everything clicked on uh on on wednesday night was just a very positive thing to see and i think that kind of cemented that 20 to 25 goal expectation 
And you know, it could be realistic, uh, even if, if he keeps playing with Kirby Doc, because you know, as much as me, Kirby Doc loves to pass. And he, he has a good shot. I want him to trust his shot more, but he can really pass the puck. So if he has uh, Alex Newhook on his side, and if you, uh, you have Uri Slavkovsky, there, there's a little bit of everything. There, there's a lot of speed on the ice. There's a lot of size. There's, a, there, there's grid. There's a, there's a good shot. So that could be really a trio that could help Alex Newhook develop. And even if he switches, and even if he goes playing a little bit with uh, Suzuki and Caulfield, it could be a very small line, of course, but they could all complement himself and i think playing with different players this year could bring the better of him um at different levels so i that that would be interesting to 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 say and i want him to be consistent of course i don't expect him to, to score two goals every game oh, you know that but uh, if he can score regularly and not having that the, the those long periods of time without scoring that could be very good for his development too yeah I, I completely agree. Uh, you know, we spent a little bit of time on it. We're going to spend just a little bit more time on it. Uh, that third line just, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just, it's a shame. It's, it's really a shame to see <laughs> that, you know, a lot of people were holding out hope for Brendan Gallagher because he will always bring a hundred percent of the effort, but unfortunately it just really looks like that engine has so many miles on it just way too many miles and he doesn't look like a guy at his age and the way he plays and it just doesn't look like he can survive another 82 game season again listen this is just one game this is game one of 82 there's still 81 to go but it just it didn't look right for him and there wasn't even like a flash where you know, you were like, wow, okay, maybe there's something. It's just that, that entire third line for for better or worse was was pretty invisible uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's sad for Brandon Gallagher because we all know that he gave his everything for, for the Montreal Canadiens. And if it wasn't for his contract, he wouldn't be in the NHL right now because he, he cannot follow the rhythm of, of an NHL game. And as you said, it's game one. And, you know, it's been two or three off seasons where we said, hey, you, you, you saw that, that article, Brandon Gallagher is healthy right now and he's mm -hmm. expecting a big season. But at this point, you cannot believe it because it's not happening. His body is too... Tromagani, you know, he cannot play under those conditions. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen in the next four years because he has a lot of uh, terms on his contract again. But you know, as of right now, you you need to give him some rest at some point. And you know, I, I think not at game two or game three, but at some point he's going to be an healthy scratch. Not because you want to punish him, but because you just want to give him a, a little bit of time to to breathe. Because right now he, he just doesn't. You see him come back on the bench, and it always seems really really hard for him to to just recuperate it before going back on the ice so it's going to be a hard season i think for for brendan gallagher as we saw in the last 24 months yeah uh it, it, and it's unfortunate because you never know i mean he sustained so many injuries over his career yeah. and it oh, kind yeah. of feels like ever ever since he took that puck off the hand from shea weber uh the first one that broke his hand uh, this must have been I don't even know how many years ago at this point, three, three years ago, maybe, uh, maybe four, he just has not been the same player. And it just feels like he's one injury away from like one major injury away from LTIR. And, and it's just, 
it's really sad to see because of all the memories and what he's meant, uh, what he's meant to this team for so many years, because he, he gets it. He's a Montreal Canadiens player who gets it and understands what it means to be here. So, you know, hopefully he's able to turn it around because, uh, not only because the team could use him, but for the, for his, for his betterment, it'd, it'd be nice to see for him because uh, really no one deserves it more than him. Um, we've gone 23 minutes without mentioning Arbor Jack. I uh, no hesitation standing up to uh, standing up to Ryan Reeves. That to me is a real first that showed a lot of leadership, but to me that showed you know, uh, it showed to, it kind of showed and set the tone for the season and that, okay, we're not stupid. We know where our, where the expectation level is. We heard Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon didn't want to say the P word, but we're not going to be pushed around and we're not going to roll over where you're not going to, we're not going to be an easy out for any game, uh, you know, that we're heading into your building or you're coming into ours. And just, I think Arbor Jack, I, is uh, I don't want to say a star in the making, but he's a guy who, like when they brought in David Savard, that's who they thought David Savard was going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're right uh, on that. And you know, the the, the fact that Jack I, it was his first real game. I'm not counting exhibition, of course, but mm-hmm. since what, February, the time he was injured and uh, he had his operation. And it was it was the time for him to to test his shoulder and to test his willing to 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 stand up for the team. And you know, at that point, I think that Reeves played it well because he decided to uh, to to make sure that Jacky was coming on him to have the misconduct and everything. It was very well done from Reeves mm-hmm. until he dropped, and I think his plan was flawless until the fact that he was knocked out. Because I think <laughs> that it would be a little bit more easy against Jacky, but it was a really difficult client. Um, you know, he fought a lot of good guys last year, Jack I. Uh, we all talked about the fact that one day he's going to face off Reeves and it's going to be hard. And when he signed in Toronto, we were like, okay, it's going to happen this year, of course. And the situation was right there. And he responded very, very well. He stood up for, for his teammates. The only downside is the fact that the Habs needed to play with 5D for 17 yeah. minutes. So that was hard. And I think that's why Martin Saint-Louis was not very, very happy about it. He was like, okay, I understood why he did it. It's okay. But he was not, you know, the, the, the happiest guy on the world. But he was probably very, very, very happy about the fact that he stood up and he decided to defend Caden Gooley because we need to see that this year. We need, as you said, we're, we're not going to be rolled over. We need to be uh, accountable for each other. And that's exactly what Jack I is bringing to that locker room. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that he's a defenseman that loves the fight because like you said, yeah. th- that can happen where, you know, you're without him for 17 minutes. Um, but it, it's like you said, just... It was a shot to Ghoulie right in the numbers, uh, didn't get called, and that's what happens. You're not going to touch our fu- the future of this blue line. You're not going to do that to him. You know, should you, there's an argument to be made. Should Ghoulie have turned his back? I don't know. Like, I, I'm not a hockey player. I don't like to victim blame when a player gets hurt or put in a vulnerable mm-hmm. position, but... You're not going to do that. You're not going to take liberties against our team. And I, I, I saw a lot of people, a lot of Toronto fans saying uh, on Twitter, 
this is why we all hated the Reeves signing because just he's supposed to be big, bad Reeves. Everyone's scared of him. Best fighter in the NHL. And like the first opportunity someone got no hesitation, drop the gloves. And then, you know, there, it wasn't uh, the, the craziest of fights. This wasn't uh, the movie goon out there, but Jack, I <laughs> got the decision. He took him down. So that, that, that uh, just goes to show, you know, Toronto, it's not going to be, uh, they got a lot of talent, but that's, that's going to be tough sledding. Uh, it's going to be, there's going to be some hard moments. I feel like for Toronto this year. Absolutely. And I think Ryan Reeves is a three years contract, so it's not going to be better in three <laughs> years for, for him. And it's going to be better for Arbor Jackai. Um, the, the thing I'm curious about, I, I, I want to see what his season's going to look like now that he knocked down a, a guy like Ryan Reeves, because you know that the good fighters don't have to fight that much because of mm-hmm. the, the aura they have around them and the, the, the ju- just their presence makes sure that everybody on the other side stays calm so uh, I think that um, th- there were some questions about it because of the, the way his first season ended but right now he took down Reeves so I think he's going to be tested a little bit of course and he's going to have to fight but Martin Saint-Louis says a lot that you know he's not there just to fight He's a good hockey player. And you see when he has the puck on his uh, on his stick, it always goes on the net. It's really, really impressive. He doesn't miss the net that much. So uh, he can develop into a guy that can have some points into the, the NHL. So I, I want to see that this year. And if he has that aura that uh, I don't need to fight, that's going to be perfect for him and perfect for the Canadians. Well, that's it. And and in even more for the fighting aspect, we saw it last year, you know, like near uh, about the time when he... Uh, I want to say around mid-November, we kind of, everyone fell in love with the the story of Jack Eye and, yeah. you know, kind of not paying attention to what he was doing on the offensive end. It was like, oh, this guy's big. He could fight. He could, uh, he could throw the body. But then we started to see him, you know, make offensive plays. And, mm-hmm. you know, it started with that game against Ottawa in the preseason when he shot the puck through the net. Um <laughs> and just yeah. last night again just this guy has real offensive ability that's why i say he's he's exactly what you know the canadians thought they were going to get like this is prime david savard because david savard a lot of people just know him from his time in montreal and i think they acquired him he was what 30 years old already or something like very close something to like it yeah and they didn't see a lot of t- his time in columbus his time in Columbus, this guy made a lot of plays. His primary mm-hmm. focus was defense, but he could play the puck in the offensive zone and he would mm-hmm. pinch in. We're seeing that the start of that with Arbor Jack Eyes. So now you're you could kind of you could kind of raise those expectations because he's not just shooting it in the skates. Like he's looking at passing lanes, taking smart shots at the net. Like this mm-hmm. guy is a very, very impressive NHLer, and it just adds that he's like a freaking mountain of a man <laughs> absolutely and i think he knows that he cannot just rely on the fact that he's a, a big guy and a mountain guy and he's the, the sheriff because he, he knows that uh, on the left side you have mike madison who's there you have kaden gooley who's there and then 
Lane Hudson's going to be there and Adam Ekstrom's going to be there and William Trudeau is pushing. So he cannot just say, oh, I'm there because I'm fighting. Because uh, as we said, you cannot just say I'm the defenseman who fights because one, you put your team in trouble if you're absent for 17 minutes every night, not every night, but you, you know yeah. what I mean. So, but you, you need to bring into the modern NHL an offensive side. You cannot just be that Josh Georges who have no idea what to do with the puck, but you're very good defensively. So it's okay that the NHL is not working like that anymore. So Jack I knows that and he's absolutely not that because as we said he is good with the puck he has a hard shot and if he knows when to use it and how to use it and he can continue to make good passes he's going to be a very efficient nhl defenseman in the uh, in the next few years and last thing uh because i believe our next guest is here uh sammy and Aniello, you'll let me know in the chat um i believe he is here so Just lastly, uh, let's talk about the last part of the ice. Uh, we'll talk about the crease. Not Jake Allen's best night um, by any stretch. We've seen way better from Jake Allen. This is now, this is a season for Samuel Montembeau. This is like an incredibly important season. And last night proved that because he gets the net. He's getting his first start tomorrow. Like this is the time where he can be like, okay, I got to buckle down because this is this is my crease to win now. The, even with a healthy Jake Allen, this is my crease. And uh, listen, I'm no goaltending expert. I can't go through the mechanics or anything. But listen, Samuel Montembeau has always he's such an easy guy to root for. He he's Ngachenu. He he battles from the moment he was brought in. You know the COVID season, he was playing with an injured wrist, and then yeah. last year his he had a great season by all accounts, and mm -hmm. you know kind of was the reason why Canada won a gold medal in the Double IHF tournament in the summer. I feel like this is his crease to win, and not necessarily be you know the the, the goalie of the future, but. He, he could lead a 1A, 1B tandem if he has a very, very strong season. I think you're right. And um, uh, I was expecting him to be the, the, the number one goaltender for, for the first game. Mm -hmm. But I'm not totally surprised to see that uh, Martin Saint-Louis went with Jake Allen. I know he, he loves to live and die with Jake Allen from the past. Um, and I think it was a move to uh, put a little bit of pressure on Samuel Montembeau because Everyone was saying, hey, you know what? He needs to be the number one. But he didn't have a great camp. And I think to 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 not put him against Toronto, where he doesn't have good numbers uh, historically in the past few years, was to say, hey, you know what? We're going to give you the game in Chicago. You're going to have the home opener, okay? Mm -hmm. But don't think we're just going to give you every game just like that. You have to work for it. And he, he is in a contract year because he's going to be UFA at the end of the year. So I think maybe all that was taken into account by passing him a message saying, hey, we really believe in you. We need you to stand up. I know you're capable of doing so, but I need you to understand it. So Jake Allen's going to go take the, 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 the first goal. Um, I think he's going to go do to have a, a good season. I hope he's going to have a good game in Chicago for him to, to start the, the year right. Because if not, you know how it is. It's Montreal. We're going to talk about it. So mm -hmm. um, I, I, I predict he's going to have a, a good season. And I think you will understand the message if there was a message on, on uh, Wednesday. That's it. You know, I, I think he knows how important of a season it is and he wants to continue the momentum he's built for himself uh, from through from the end of the season up until all the way to the double IHF finals. Um, yeah. Mr. Brisebois, thank you for joining us as you do most Friday nights. 
Yep. And uh, have yourself a fantastic weekend. Yeah, thank you very much. Have a good one. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by sportsbuffshop.com. Shop all your sports licensed lifestyle apparel, including hoodies, caps, and tees of your favorite teams from all major leagues at sportsbuffshop.com. Use code SICK10 for 10% off all their items. All right, let's get let's get going. Our next guest, it's time for Sick Sports Cards. Sick Sports Cards. Presented by Sports La Tornade. Six Sports Cards is presented by Sports La Tornade, Sports Cards, Collectibles, and more. Visit the store at 1 Avenue de la Fabrique in Vaudreuil, Dorian. Tornado Chris, how we doing? Good evening. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. A lot better that after last week, it kind of felt like it was the get right game for the Bengals. So I'm feeling it was, it was, uh, we, we, did we see a piece of the, like, did we see the old burrow is back or I, I I think so because he hasn't re-injured or there hasn't been a setback with the calf. So he keeps saying every week he feels better. He feels better. He feels, he feels better. So, uh, I think, I think he's back. I think we got Good. the old burrow back. Good, happy to hear. Um, yeah, oh. I'm a little bit. I'm a. I uh, had a little bit of a rough one in the last 24 hours because of uh, my baseball team, who had uh, such uh. an incredible, incredible season. Uh, all kinds of records breaking, and uh, you know, they were they won their division by a long shot. They were expected to go all the way, mm-hmm. and uh, they just didn't get it done. So they got put out last night, and. Uh, so it's the last 24 hours I've been living with that, you know, just bummed out a bit that, that, that they're out, you know, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. So the baseball but season's hey. over, but Hey, I mean, listen, I, uh, it's a tough one for your Colts. Cause Anthony Richardson is injured Ooh. again, but uh, Hey, maybe you could string together some games. Gardner Minshew's a very capable backup, uh, widely known as the best backup in the NFL. So wouldn't count your Colts out just yet. That defense is for real, by the way. They, they have uh, proven a lot to me over the last couple seasons. I mean, I think they're a great team. All they're missing is that quarterback, which Richardson seemed to be that guy, but Ah, the injuries are just killing us, but, uh, Hey, the, the record is there. We're, we're still, we're still in it. We're still, uh, we're we're off to a, we're off to a decent start actually. Well, that's what I said in that division. Anything's possible. Um, okay, let's, let's go. Let's get into it. Uh, talk to me about the new releases. All right. So I got my list here. There's been quite a, quite a few releases. Um, I'll stick to the major sports because, uh, you know, UFC, uh, even now, uh, mm-hmm. they started, believe it or not, they started making, uh, cards for pickleball. Um, <laughs> so there was a pickleball release if, if anybody was interested, but I, I don't, I did not get any boxes of that, but, uh, what's of interest is the, uh, 2023 Bowman platinum baseball. So as we go mm-hmm. through the playoffs, baseball still, uh, is still, uh, uh quite popular, um, we have also, uh, another tops pro debut, uh, baseball coming out on Wednesday, uh, Panini Noir basketball. So the beginning of the basketball season, we're starting to see more Panini stuff coming out. Um, mm-hmm. Panini has come out with an announcement lately that they, you know, during the whole lawsuit with fanatics, uh, 
They are still con- and continuing to put out stuff. They are continuing to produce. So that's good news on that front for this year because it was very uncertain on what Panini was going to do. So uh, happy to see that. The, um, we had uh, Upper Deck Allure come out, which is a 2023 product, 2022-23 mm-hmm. product. Um, still a little bit of catch up there on the, on the Upper Deck front there. But uh, everybody is now waiting on Wednesday, October 18th is going to be Upper Deck Series 1. That, for Mm -hmm. any hobby collector, is usually the one to get. It's usually the hottest. Um, Usually comes out in November. They advanced it a bit to October. They probably have a strategy uh, with their calendar, which kind of makes sense. But uh, Series 1 is always one of the biggest sellers. There's a little bit of difference this year. Um, Upper Deck Series 1 will not have uh, the Young Guns of, uh, of Connor Bedard. So mm-hmm. it's been announced that Bedard is not in there. Fantilli is not in there. There's no Michkov. There's no, none of the top five guys are going to be in Series 1 this year. So there's a few, there's a few surprises on, uh, on other people that are going to be in there. So uh, uh, I have a little list here of interest for people here that uh, people to maybe watch out for in series one. Yeah. yeah so, so, uh, we have, uh, Matthew Carnado from the flames, um, Ridley Gregg from the Ottawa senators. We have, uh, Owen Beck didn't have a great camp with the Habs, but he will be in series one. So mm-hmm. as far as the Habs go, I think, uh, that'll be their, the prospect to get for the Canadians will be Owen Beck. Who knows? You get him now while he's not around the team, Maybe he'll go up when he does make the team, or if he does make well, the team. Well, that's it. Well, well, it's funny. It's funny because uh, you know I wanted to mention this to you. I was at actually the card show in Laval last week. Oh, and I was like looking everywhere for where's where's Sports Latour not. I have to go. Like Chris is going to freak out that I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I have to see him. Yeah. Um, so I went there and I was talking to a bunch of guys because my friend really is the big collector. I, I went just, uh, he wanted someone to go with. I wasn't working on Friday, so I went with him. And we were talking to some guys and I, I was talking to one of the, the the owners of a store and he told me that, you know, a friend tipped him off to Jason Robertson a couple of years ago right. and he bought like 50 of his Young Gun cards for like three bucks each. Yeah. And lo and behold, uh, the, those PSA 10 uh, Jason Robertson Young Gun cards are now going for like 250 to $300. So right. uh, you, you never know. You never no, know. You never especially, know. With Habs, especially with Habs players. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing that I like to do and I like to be that person as, as a store owner. Um, people will come into the store and ask for my advice and that's the kind of guy that I want to be. I have a great manager in my store that also knows – uh everything there is to know about cards and and we can we can often uh give great recommendations on certain players or or tendencies and stuff what to look for um yeah too bad we didn't uh, i don't know when you went to the card show i was there on friday night uh um, oh, okay i was there friday during the afternoon early afternoon it's the first time that i actually didn't have a booth uh, oh. I was, I was, I had something else that weekend. I wasn't able to get everything together. Uh, I was just too busy and I just couldn't make this one, but 
I'm usually there. I'm usually there. All right. So it's so, well that well it's the, it happens two times a year, right? Yeah, it's every six months. Uh, the big show in Toronto is actually so you saw the size of the one in Laval. Uh, yeah. The one in Toronto is about five to six times the size of oh. the one in Montreal. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> yeah, that, so that's that place was like overwhelming. I was like, "Oh my god, there's like a million booths here. I don't know where to go, what to do, or where to go." Yeah, yeah. And to just picture five of those side by side, Jesus. The, yeah, the the Toronto show is uh, November 10th to the 14th, I believe. Uh, whatever that weekend falls, uh, mm. and uh, that is like you say, overwhelming. You have to take uh, at least two full days to get through all the aisles and get see everything even at that it's you don't get to see it all so yeah exactly like uh you know it's funny because my friend we went on the friday and he's already looking to trade but it's it's like i kind of learned a lot in the little time we were there it was like yeah like after going to two booths i look at him i'm like matt uh, his name's matt also i go matt uh you're you're trading at the beginning of a show when people have like you know, they're, they're all coming in with a goal in mind and they want to do the best they can. Like you're better off uh, trading people on Sunday when maybe, ah, oh, they took a couple losses and, yeah. you know, things didn't go, they, they, things didn't go they, the way they planned, you know, Friday, everyone's pretty fresh here. Like everyone's kind of waiting to make the trades. Yeah. Well, that's a, yeah, that's a well thought out actually, because Sunday is one of the days where you can get some of the dealers that are looking to clear some stuff. Maybe they didn't have such a good show and they want to unload some stuff. Uh, this, this show happened to have all the um, public signings of all the players. Most of them were on Sunday. Slavkowski was there. Dak was mm. there. Gooley was there. Jack, I was there. So there was uh, there was quite a few um, big names that uh, attracted the crowds on Sunday. So I wasn't able to make it on Sunday, but uh, I'm sure that's what attracted uh, a lot of people. So, yeah. So just um, yeah, continuing that list, I had I just had three more guys that are you know starting to be well yeah. known in the NHL. So we have Matthew Nyes, who we saw the other night. Yes. Uh, Toronto yeah. looked uh, he looks pretty solid, and uh, Devin Levi, who's uh, like you know we want to call him a good she knew there. Um, yeah. So uh, playing with the Buffalo Sabers, and then uh, Luke Hughes. We all know the Hughes name in the NHL. Yep. Uh, can't be can't be too shabby with the name uh, Hughes. So uh, those are those are cards to look out in in series one. It comes out on Wednesday, and uh, yeah, I think people are are gonna be want or they're gonna be curious because their uh, upper deck. What upper deck does a lot is um, they have a thing uh, called Easter eggs, and mm-hmm. they are cards that they insert in a product that is not mentioned on the checklist. They're called Easter mm-hmm. eggs, and. I, I I'm not I can't quote this and I and it's not for sure it's not 100 percent but something tells me that we're gonna see something Connor Bedard ish in this product mm-hmm. I almost I almost feel like it's impossible that there's nothing of Connor Bedard yeah maybe it, I I don't see his name anywhere on the checklist but I feel like we could be in for a surprise um, only time will tell after a, a day or two of people opening someone will pop something up and say, Hey, look what I found. And then the hype will come. And, um, 
Well, that's it. Maybe, uh, maybe they'll they'll place in a little uh, redemption card in there. That's for his series too. Like that's what I'm thinking. They can't do nothing. You know, that's that's I actually that's exactly what I believe. I don't think they can do nothing. So to be to be determined to be determined on that one. Mm. So, um, so that's pretty much it for the releases. What's I know it's I know I know it's next. Um. Uh, I'm excited for this because listen, ever since you were, you were, it's, it's crazy how internet algorithms work and social media, you know, the second that I had you on last, I went on TikTok later that night and lo and behold, it's just like every live that pops up on my, uh, on my TikTok is another, is another person doing breaks yeah. and doing a uh, card opening box openings. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. So let's hit me with so it. We're, so we're going to, yeah, we're definitely going to open up a box tonight. I just, I changed it as, as you were speaking, uh, with your, with your previous guest, I had to change up my, uh, change up my, uh, my topics a little bit because you mm-hmm. mentioned, you guys were mentioning uh, Slavkovsky and how great he played yeah. on uh, on uh, Wednesday night. Um, it, I have a mixed feeling. I have like fit, like I feel like the crowd and the clientele coming into the store right now is very confused over Slavkovsky, <laughs> and and it's it's actually funny because it's it's really fifty fifty right now. I have people that think he's terrible. I have people yeah. that think he's a first round pick and he's going to play like a first round pick and you, you got to give him time and he's young and he's showing some, mm-hmm. some better stuff. And he had a great summer with training and stuff, which I'm, I'm all good with, but it's just funny to see the back and forth on, you know, who's going to be right. And only time will tell. I, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I am one that believes, uh, I don't believe in him, but, um, I, I'm willing to admit, like you said, Wednesday was the best game I've ever seen him play on Wednesday. Yeah. He uh, he seemed to be uh, more in the play, a bit faster. Um, he still got he still got hit. He still got rocked a few times where Yeah. Yeah, know, there he, was one play that I that sticking out in particular that he yeah. had all the snow on his uh on his yeah. backside. And he's a and he's a big guy, you know, like but like everyone says, he's young, give him a chance. So Anyways, just throughout that up. So I'm laying it up. But well, well, it's funny. It's funny you bring that up because at the card show, my friend had two goals in mind. He brought his box of his graded cards and uh, he said, I want to get rid of some of these cards. I'm trading my way up to two cards. I want a Cole Caulfield Young Guns and I want a Kale McCarr Young Guns. And uh, in he, he, he accomplished his mission. Right, uh, which was great, but he traded away two Slavkovsky rookie cards. So now I'm wondering, is that going to bite him in the? Is that nope. going to bite him in the ass? No, nope. never, 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 never. No, because yeah. uh, just uh, the fact is that Makar has the trophies already. He's got a few. Mm-hmm. He's got a Stanley Cup. That makes a big difference. So Makar, well, it, it's funny because because. Uh, the guy who he traded with Makar, he gave like, I want to say three or four cards, you know, plus he kicked in an extra 50 bucks, but it was fair value. Like they traded, uh, they looked up the prices. It was fair value, but he did say like, I, he said, listen, the market is dictating 
it was dictating like a $750 value on uh, Kale McCarr's PSA Young Guns 10, PSA 10. And he said, you're getting a pretty good deal on this because had he gotten, had Eric Carlson not had the season he had last year, Oh, the, all the hype would have been around Makar. Makar was gunning for the hundred point season. He got he ended up getting injured, suspended. He didn't hit the hundred points, so he got a pretty good deal in the end on it. Absolutely, and I think that Makar and Caulfield uh, have more upside and more future than Slavkowski. But that's yeah, that's you know that's based. Anyone's everyone can have a different opinion on that, but that's the way I I see it. So I think I think right. he, he I think he's good. So let's I'm gonna try and tip my camera down here. I like to try and so I can see myself too. But um, so we're gonna open tonight. I'm just gonna back up a bit here. Okay, mm-hmm. so black diamond six premium cards. So it's another big box like last mm-hmm. time. Um, how can I put this so I can see a bit? There we go. It's a bit better. Um, Black Diamond. So inside of here we have, this is known for uh, patches, jerseys, and mm-hmm. signatures. Black Diamond is kind of like, I want to say on the tier, it's probably about the third or the fourth highest um, highest box you can get. So. Okay. So is this, um, for people, like, obviously, like you told me last time, the cup is number one. Uh, right. Then there's, um, I, I don't know, you tell me, is it Premier that's right under the cup? Uh, is it, uh, Is it? what's the other one there? Uh, there's Premier and there's... Uh, Ultimate. Ulti- Ultimate, that's right. So, so is it bo- just below those three? So I want to say the cup is the heart, the biggest, then there's Premier, then there is uh, Ultimate and Black Diamond. Okay, there, so Ultimate and Black Diamond are on the same level. Good. I guess that more depends who you. Yeah, more or less. It depends who you talk okay. to when it comes to that. So, this yeah. box. This is a sealed box. So I'm just gonna go ahead. Go ahead and get the knife in there and open it up. So, let's hope that tonight we can pull something big because last time we pulled so, what it was last night. Uh, last time was a uh, we pulled out of ultimate. We pulled out a Barkov, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was, it a, was a number. It was a numbered Barkov. Um, so my my question is: This is the twenty two twenty three Black Diamond, correct? This is yeah. This is twenty two twenty three Black Diamond. So, so rookie, what's the big pull out of this? I guess the big the big rookie would be Maddie Beneers. Okay. Okay. So gotcha. If if we're looking at a, at a rookie, Maddie Beneers, but in Black Diamond, you can be very surprised and get something that's not necessarily rookie, but uh, it could be uh, you know. Signed uh, out of five, uh, something right. rare, you know. Yeah. So we do have uh, six six thick cards in here. So it's the same uh, principle as ultimate, where your 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 top card and your and your bottom card of the pile are going to be. Um, can you see that? Okay. Base. They're going to base cards more or less. Yeah, but they're at least numbered. So right. Uh, that's you know they're they're a bit better than your series one base card, which people use to recycle and give them yeah. to kids, you know? So these ones, these ones are a bit better. So, you know, Kirill Kaprizov, um, that one's numbered at least. So mm-hmm. this one here, we're numbered to 349. So there's 349 of those. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov, he's uh, kind of under the radar, I find. He's, um, you know, 
So, I feel like I, it's because of the market he's playing in, you know? It's right. a Minnesota, Midwestern. You know, if he was playing in Toronto, you'd right. be thrilled with that. You'd be thrilled with a Kirill Kaprasov. That's right, yeah. So I'm going to go to the bottom of the pile, and I got a Lucas Raymond. Mm-hmm. That's an exquisite collection jersey. Um, this one is also numbered. This one is numbered to 99, so... 74 of 99. Good looking card. Uh, Jersey. Single color uh, on the jersey. Single color on the jersey. Yeah, the jerseys. A lot of time jerseys, the patches seem to have more color to them. But um, the jerseys sometimes could be uh, just a single. uh, So here's a a Braden Point Diamond Stars. um, Tampa Bay Lightning. That's a nice looking that's a card. Card. and that's a that's a cool card. That's what I was thinking. That's a cool card. Yeah, that's a, it's a good looking card. That one there's also numbered to two ninety nine. So on the higher end products, that's where you get a lot of serialized stuff. So um, that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's cool too. So here we have this one's a pretty nice card. It's it's unfortunate the uh, the name, but uh, we have Ronnie Attard for the Philadelphia uh. Flyers. <laughs> I mean. Look at that's a that's a nice that's what we call the uh, the rookie. Um, so yeah. that's the rookie card out of forty nine, which would have been great if we would have had a Beneers. Yeah, would I would have. Been, have I feel I feel like you would have had a little more of a reaction out of you when right when you revealed I, the card over it. Yeah, yeah, I definitely would have. Ju- <laughs> I, I I might have uh, smiled or jumped a little bit more than uh, Ronnie Atard, but it's okay. These these are also pretty cool. We have a team uh, team logo jumbo. So these Those are, are cool. also jerseys. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, these are nice also, ones. Also, Kirill Kaprizov. Yeah, Kirill Kaprizov, a second one. So this one, uh, I want to say this one's probably going to be our most valuable card of this this box. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, now the team logo jumbo, sometimes they're numbered, sometimes no. That one is not. But, uh, you know, for these team logo jumbos, uh, you can do the whole patch. So if you get six mm-hmm. of these cards and put them all together, you can... You can actually make the uh, the logo of the jersey. Yeah, I saw a couple if you put people them that had a that had a in their cases at the show. They right. had full full logos. Uh, That's I'm right. pretty sure I saw a Connor McDavid full logo. I'm like Jesus Christ, that much Ooh. did that go for? Yeah, that's uh, that's big. Um, some people the draft day marks they they're popular too, where they have the the lettering from the back of the jersey, and you mm-hmm. and you spell out the name. Uh, I actually have Caden Primo at the store, uh, all spelled out, but, uh, it's too bad he oh, hasn't nice. amounted to much. So yeah, that's another Jersey. That, that's also a cool car. That's a nice car. Yeah. And here's a guy that nobody really talks about, but I'm, I'm like thinking he's what, like a top five defenseman in the league. Uh, um, yeah, he's gotta be up there. He, and he just, he just signed a big money contract. Yeah. Well, he's, they, they, they know he's good. Like they, they, yeah, they, exactly. they, uh, they're not messing around. They're not going to take the chance of losing him so uh yeah so that was uh that's it for our black diamond box tonight but and that uh, i'm a bit disappointed with that that was that was not mm-hmm. one of our better boxes so next time uh you know better luck next time but uh it's it's a nice product it's got a lot of nice cards yeah that's that's the way it goes after i'm watching you know all these breaks online like i'm i'm learning a lot about the card about the card industry and like that's just the way it goes in boxes you're not gonna have the big hit in every box well, otherwise those cards weren't wouldn't be that valuable exactly and and you know what this 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 box was not great but it's a great teaching point um mm-hmm. where 
you might pay over $300 for a box and I might have, you know, $50 worth of cards there and people get discouraged. But, you know, if you look at it on upper deck side of kind of thing, like they can't, they can't over, over, you know, they can't put every box that's worth more than the yeah. actual value. It wouldn't make sense. And, and also, um, you have to look at it at, at like um, a Buffalo Sabres collector yep. wants this Rasmus Dali. Now, to mm-hmm. me, to me, this card is not worth much, but to to someone in Buffalo, it might be. And if I wanna, if I want a Habs card, I can use that card to trade, and that's that's what the hobby is all about. We we want more yeah. trading, and we want more collectors to to interact and, and make those, those links and, and trade cards, whether it's all in Canada or, or across the world. So I, I got a, I got a question for you um, because of course you, everyone knows uh, everyone who, who's been regular viewer of this program knows I'm a big Bengals fan. Um, there were a lot of people selling raw cards. Now, for those of you who don't know what that means, that's, non-graded just in a plastic and it's a regular card and you know i was running because i was very tempted to buy a joe burrow raw card you know i saw them range anywhere between 25 dollars to 110 i think i saw was the biggest price for the raw now i was thinking to myself the only reason why i didn't do is because i had this thought and you let me know what you think if it's $110, okay, it's a good card. Obviously, it's fr- it's a good level of card. Like, they pulled it out of the equivalent of a Black Diamond pack, we'll right. call it. Why wouldn't they have gotten it graded if they got such a good card? So, there's different philosophies and there's different reasoning to that. There's either they... they ha- I don't know. If, they're, if you're talking to a, a dealer at a show who has a card mm. shop, either he deemed it not gradable. Was it a thick card? Was it a thin card? It was, uh, it was a definitely a panini. It was hard to tell because it was under the glass. I didn't ask to see it, um, right. but it, it was hard to tell. I think so, it was, it, it was definitely a good one compared to the ones that were like, I could tell based off of, you know, the whole selection that they had of him. That that yeah. was uh, that that was a pretty good one because I saw one graded actually of that same version, right? And it was it was a PSA ten, and it was it was going for like something crazy. They were asking like three thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. So either they deemed it not gradable, or a lot of times, like in my store, a lot of people will come in and say, "Why didn't you grade this? And why didn't you grade that?" Well, every time you send a card, it costs you forty dollars. And mm-hmm. if that card, it, say it's worth a hundred, like you said, 110 or whatever. So let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's for the purpose, say a hundred. Um, if that card is worth a hundred dollars, I send it to be graded. Uh, I, I pay $40 to send it, get graded. Well, if it comes back a PSA 10, now it might be worth three or $400, which is great. Mm-hmm. You made a great move. But if you come back as a PSA eight, well, then your card is worth about $80 to $100, mm. almost like if it was raw. So then you just threw away your $40 for the grading. You took a chance. Mm-hmm. So either the dealer deemed it not gradable or 
you know, personally myself in a store, you have so many cards, you just, you gotta, you gotta pick and choose. You can't send everything. So, um, and sometimes like I'll be at a show or I'll be at my store and someone will ask me about a card, like, Hey, what do you think? Uh, You know, how come you didn't get this card graded? Well, it, the simple answer is because I got it yesterday. You know, I, I, right. I just, I picked it up yesterday in a trade and now you want it today. Some cards, some cards can stay six months in, in the showcase at the store and some, and some will be gone in 24 hours. Um, mm-hmm. We, I had a group, I had a group come through today. Um, they're, they're, they came from Toronto. They're going to the Laval rocket game tonight, the home opener. They're going to the Habs home opener tomorrow night. They came through the store and they wanted Caulfield Suzuki. Um, Caulfield and Suzuki in my store only last about an hour uh, yeah. before, before someone <laughs> comes in and says, do you have Caulfield? Cause that's everybody's question Yeah, and they don't last. So doesn't matter whether it's a $5 Suzuki card or, or a $500 Suzuki or Caulfield, right. it's gone. So I don't even have a chance to send it to get graded because the person that comes in says, I'm going to buy it for, a hundred bucks and I'm going to, I'm going to send it to get graded and that's, mm. I can't send them all. That's okay. That, that, that works for me. That, that gives me more inclination. Just the next at the next show to just ask someone more questions yeah. and, you know, just ask for their honest opinion. Hey, why didn't you get this graded? Because that's what I'm starting to realize. Like there were, there were a lot of straight shooters at that show I found. Yeah. And you don't need to be shy. You ask the dealer and ask him, can I have a look at this card a little bit closer? And you can, you can scope it out for yourself. You can check the corners. You can check the edges. And mm. uh, I, I, it, it's very friendly. In the shows, it's very friendly. I don't know anybody that's going to say, no, don't touch my card. Mm. Um, I've never seen that. So, uh, yeah, you can definitely, don't be shy to ask. All right. That's good to know for next time. And uh, I keep forgetting because every time we have you on, like I think it was the last two times I had you on and yellow messages me. He goes, you got to text Chris after the show. He has something for you. I don't know if that still holds or if he just put you on the spot, but, uh, or if I'm putting you on the spot, but that was two yeah. times ago and I never said, I never did, but Hey, um... if you got something for me, you got something for me. If you don't, that's okay too. <laughs> I always have something. I'll I'll find something, but I I'm, I'll have to text him now and see what he's talking about because that slipped my mind. But I'll I'll definitely have something for you. All right. For sure. Well, then that work that works for me because hey, and, and you know what? I'll say this to everyone out there: like for the people who buy cards online, really, especially at, well, being to your store a couple times and then you know, going to that show, it's, it's just so much better in person. It's just so much better. I get asked all the time. Why don't you just sell online? Why do you have a, have a store? Why do you have a physical store when you can sell online? Mm -hmm. And I challenge people to come in and live the experience and see for yourself how much better it is in person than it is online. Always. Yeah. Always. It's, it's, it's so much friendlier it's so much more of a community. It's it's face to face. You get to touch the card. You get to see what you're buying. Oh, I want to look at something else while you're getting something for me in the back. It's 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 the best. It's just it's, the best. That's part of the hobby. I love the connection with the people. That's 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 what makes it fun. 
All right. What's the uh, what's so what's what's coming up? Uh, just just a recap for our uh, for our for our, uh, for our viewers and listeners. What's the uh, the big releases coming up for for the big sports again? Just run through them super. So quick. Uh, Wednesday coming is series one. That's right now for hockey. That's all you need to know is series one, series one. Uh, everybody that's the most popular is everyone wants the young guns. And then uh, once Series 1 comes out, we're going to roll into some more uh, products like Artifacts and stuff like that, which is a 23-24 product. In the following weeks, there's no, there's no certain date yet, but uh, mm. we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna start to see more and more Connor Bedard stuff. And uh, we're in for a big year. So buckle, in, like, buckle down. It's, it's going to be a heck of a year. Yeah, I think uh, with, this Connor, with Connor Bedard out there, I think people are really gonna go like big fish hunting for this guy. Like I, my, like the friend that I went with the show to uh, with the show, he already told me he's like, yeah, I'm 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 spending like I'm spending like two thousand dollars on boxes. Like I need to pull this guy. Yep, absolutely. Uh, we saw you know during COVID the hype was Lafreniere, and look, he he didn't necessarily pan out, but. I don't know. I've watched uh, two Chicago Blackhawks games this year, yeah. <laughs> and he's uh, he's the best player on the ice. I, I'm yeah, yeah. You got it. You got to get on it, and you got to get on it now for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, that's a car. That's one of them that if you get it, you hold on to that. You hold on to that sucker because he just he just looks like he's going to be incredible for so many years. Yeah, you you don't want to be the person that uh, sold all the McDavid's years ago and now is regretting it. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Tornado Chris, have yourself a fantastic week. Oh wait, hold on. There we go. Oh. Just put up a cl- Here we go. So, just picked up a Jack Eye French variant young gun. Yeah. How much is it worth? Um, French variant young gun. Let me take a guess here. So, um I want to say a jack guy now is probably about his regular young guns. I'm going to say is $20 ish. Uh, the French variation is more rare. So maybe, maybe three times, maybe 60, mm-hmm. 60 to 80, maybe. Yeah. It's well, it's, it's I, I wouldn't it's go over a hundred for it. Yeah. It's funny because that uh, you know that there were a lot of Jack Eye graded cards at the uh, at the show that I lo- that I saw saw people asking 150. You can bump that down a lot. Um, yeah. So yeah, I would I would agree with you. Yeah. So I think uh, for the French variant, I'm going to go with between 60 and 80. There you go. There's and, your answer. Uh, get that graded. Bump it up some more. That's all. And we got we got just one last one, uh, and and kind of you know the 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 listener asked a question. Uh, I have my own question based off the question, so it'll be kind of a two part one. So uh, it says, "Will Bedard be in season one upper deck base?" Uh, I guess part two oh. to that question is, it's a base. So, wh- what would a base card go for? Of oh, ba- Bedard. Uh, well, nobody really collects the base cards. Well, people like to do the set. So it's, uh, from one to 200, uh, there's 200 base cards. So everybody, mm-hmm. uh, some people like to do the set. They'll pick up the one to 200. If you pick up the one to 200 altogether, some people sell it for 20, $30 for the whole set. Um, All right. 
when we do when we do box breaks, all our base cards go into massive boxes, and we give them out to minor hockey associations. So oh, nice. we, we give out the base cards to the kids, um, which is kind of cool. The kids love it. But uh, as far as having Connor Bedard, um, let's see, uh, 2023, 20, 24. I, I, I can do like, it's going to take me literally mm-hmm. uh, 10 seconds to pull, pull this up, the checklist. And uh, the, the Connor Bedard base card should not be uh, in the series one, but, uh, you never know. Um, here's Calgary, Carolina, Chicago. So Chicago, we have Lucas Reichel, Tyler Johnson, Taylor Radish, Seth Jones, and Peter Morazic. So the answer is no. Connor Bedard will not have a base card in series one. There you go. Tornado Chris, once again, thank you very much. Thank you. And, uh, you will be seeing me drop by your store one of these days because Perfect. Uh, I, I, it's like, you have no idea how close I am to like, I'm always watching and they're like, comment if you want to join this break or whatever. Yeah. And like, I'm always so close to doing it. And I, I would think there's no better, no better place than to buy my first box or pack than at your store. So you will be seeing me very, very soon. We're going to be doing cases of series one breaks coming up in the next week. So to, you can follow us on uh, sports, La Tornade breaks. There you go. Follow them on Facebook. Uh, and uh, just go by the store. He's a friendly guy, right? We've been just chatting for 45 minutes. He's a friendly guy. I th- I'd Thanks. like to say that. Thank you. <laughs> have a great weekend. Yeah, have a good night. All right, that's it for me and the Sick Podcast. Have a great weekend, everyone. Shout out to Matt Litwin and Kelsey Asimov. Muzzle tub on your wedding. I'll party with you guys tomorrow night. See you next time. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground, your premier gaming destination.